Here we got the uh, Teal Shirt Report podcast episode show number 66, season number two. One of my favorite things about the Teal Shirt Report podcast is I can talk to you about the Jaguars, college football, you know, other area sports, North Florida entertainment, and away we go. This is the Teal Shirt Report podcast, Duval. A little better energy in that coffee, wouldn't you say? Oh, man, what kind of coffee we got brewing? We've got, um, I'd say, caribou. I like caribou coffee now, and um, especially the dark roasted mahogany mixed with, um, shall I say it? Shall I say it? It's some uh, butter pecan New England coffee. Butter pecan. I guess it was on sale. Okay. So we're going to get after it here. Unfortunately, as we're, you know, here on game day, Sunday, October the 31st on Halloween, the Jaguars find themselves behind the eight ball early in the game. After two quarters of play, the Jaguars are behind 17 to nothing. Uh, Jason Myers, a former Jaguar, hit a 31-yard field goal right before the end of the first half. Geno Smith had a stretch where he made like the backup quarterback, not Russell Wilson, but the backup quarterback, Geno Smith, completed, I believe, 13 passes in a row. Maybe it was 14. I believe it was at least 13 passes in a row. Uh, You take a look at the scoring in the uh, first quarter with about 419 to play in the first quarter. Geno Smith rushed up the middle uh, to the Jacksonville end zone for a one-yard touchdown run. Now, in defense of the Jaguars' defense, they actually stopped Seattle on three straight plays from the one-yard line. Seattle went for it on fourth down. Geno jumped over the top of the pile, held the ball over the plane, broke the plane, and that was the first touchdown uh, with about 419, four minutes and 19 seconds to go in the first quarter. Uh, Jason Myers added the extra point. The second touchdown for Seattle. Geno Smith, a pass uh, deep down the right side, completed. In the end zone, catch made by uh, DJ Metcalf. Metcalf, that was uh, Metcalf who caught the touchdown pass from Geno Smith. Uh, about a 16-yard touchdown pass from Geno Smith to Metcalf. 16 yards for a touchdown. Jason Meyer added the extra point. And again, Jason Myers was good on his short um, 31-yard field goal with like six seconds to play in the half. The half ran out. And the Jaguars are in trouble, trailing 17 to nothing at halftime. Seattle 17, the Jacksonville Jaguars nothing. Trevor had an interception in the second quarter. Caleb on chase on a bad offside penalty. And the defense had quite a few penalties. I mean, number two, Rashawn Jenkins. Rashawn Jenkins, the safety called for taunting. I guess he let his emotion get in the way of the game. Um, I will tell you this. You know, I saw Ben, uh, what was it, Ben Barch and uh, Juwan Taylor look pretty good on the, the right side of the offensive line. I think the Jags still need some help on their offensive line in next year's draft. Again, DJ Metcalf, a touchdown catch for Seattle from quarterback Geno Smith. Geno Smith. 
uh, during the first half of this game through 13 straight completions. Man, they're making Geno Smith look all pro. Man, and, and you know, earlier, before he really started getting that um, stretch of completions going, I looked at Geno on one play and I said, man, his mechanics are a little bit off. But, man, he's in the first half, he uh, got to work. Geno Smith, 13 straight completions uh, for the former West West Virginia quarterback. And, um, you know, Geno Smith's a backup playing for the injured Russell, uh, you know, Russell Wilson. Looked like James Robinson went down in the first half with an ankle injury. He looked pretty good early in the first quarter. Then he got hurt. Carlos Hyde is now playing a lot now uh, for the Jaguars. Uh, Josh Allen, a nice tackle, uh, about five yards behind the line of scrimmage. That was not the quarterback sack. I think that was a wide receiver, a running back hit behind the line. Miles Jack, a nice tackle. Um, however, Seattle wide receiver Tyler Lockett made eight catches in the first half. He got eight of those uh, 13 straight completions by quarterback Geno Smith. So that's some of what went on in the first half. By the way, you're listening to episode show number 66 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast, and I want to honor and highlight number 66, Larry Little, former offensive guard of the Miami Dolphins way back in the what late 60s, early and mid-70s. Larry Little ended up in the Hall of Fame. He won two Super Bowls. Uh, with the Miami Dolphins, he wore number 66. Um, Larry Lawrence Chapman Little, born November the 2nd, 1945, is an American former professional football player who was an offensive line guard. He was an offensive guard in the National Football League in the NFL with the Miami Dolphins, won a couple of Super Bowls. Uh, he was part of the um, 1972 Dolphin Dolphins team that was perfect and went undefeated and won the Super Bowl. A cool thing about Larry Little, you know, he's from right down the road. I mean, he um, was born in a little town called Groveland, Georgia, not too far from Savannah. Then he played his college ball just down the road at Bethune-Cookman, at Bethune-Cookman College in Daytona Beach. So with episode 66, I want to remember number 66, formerly of the Miami Dolphins back in the early 70s. And you know us Jaguars fans, you know, at one time, most of us, not all of us, but a lot of us were Miami Dolphin fans back in the early, mid-late, early, uh, mid-1970s, right? The early to mid-1970s. Then Tampa Bay got their team in 1976. The Jaguars, the Jacksonville Jaguars were born in 1993 and started playing in 1995. So a little bit of a history a lesson for you there. At halftime, the disappointing score up in Seattle. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks, 17. The Jacksonville Jaguars, nothing. Again, the Seattle Seahawks, 17. The Jacksonville Jaguars, nothing. The Teal Shirt Report podcast is brought to you by Anchor.fm. The simplest an easiest way to make a podcast, great creation tools, a lot of improvements and enhancements from Anchor. So we do want to thank Anchor.fm. You know, they help us a lot because um, we use their creation tools, their studio, basically, 
Um, I, I have my own uh, mic, though, our, uh, our, our microphone, which, which I really like, um, the Yeti mics. I use a Yeti, what they call a, a Yeti, a blue Yeti mic. And, um, and, and like the blue Yeti mic so much that I, I bought a second one. I had the first one we, we dropped over at Clay High School and it hit the concrete, but it's still working. So, man, the I guess the Blue Yetis, uh, you know, can, can take a little damage there, right? So we want to thank our sponsors, Anchor.fm, simplest and easiest way to make a podcast, uh, LakeUfallahits.com, great internet radio where it's all good, LakeUfallahits.com, great internet radio. They have Rock Saturdays. Uh, Monday through Friday, Hits 2000s, Monday through Friday nights. They have uh, deep tracks, um, unique cuts, unique songs late at night as well. That's LakeUfallahits.com. Also, the Mad Max Mix. That's right. You can go to our website and scroll the website and um, check out the neighbor's pages. I know there's a link for the Mad Max mix, Mad Max is doing his uh, his show on Wednesday nights now through Weebly. That's the Mad Max mix. Go to our website and you'll find his link at BigJReport.com. We also want to thank Saucer Realty in North Florida. Great, you know, great real estate uh, listings from from Larry with Saucer Realty. Whether it's uh, you know whether it's home or residential, business, commercial, Saucer Realty. Saucer Realty in North Florida, um, you know, Saucer Realty sanctioned for Gainesville, Jacksonville, Live Oak Lake City, and all areas in between. Saucer Realty, a real good sponsor of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. And you're listening, you're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast, and you can follow us at BigJReport.com. So that's some of what's been going on in the first half of the Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks. I keep wanting to say the Seattle Supersonics, right? But it's the Seattle Seahawks. They came into the league the same year Tampa Bay did back in 1976. It was Tampa Bay and Seattle came in at the same time in 1976. Of course, Seattle uh, did win a Super Bowl uh, just a few years ago with you know with their current coaches. Been there a number of years now. Um. You know, the Seattle, Pete Carroll, who, you know, coached at USC in college, has been an NFL coach, uh, left USC and went back to the NFL and has been coaching the Seattle Seahawks for a number of years now. But at halftime, it's the Seattle Seahawks 17, the Jacksonville Jaguars nothing during halftime of this game. We're going to take a look at some college football scores, some high school football scores. And when the Jaguars and Seattle game ends, uh, we're going to check the stats, the complete stats. The Jags are, you know, one and five on the season. The Seattle Seahawks come into this game two and five. Jags got to play catch up. They really got to play uh, some catch up in the second half of this game. Seattle 17, the Jaguars nothing at halftime. Uh, during the halftime of the game, uh, we'll take a look at college football. We've got the new SEC, Big J Report SEC power rankings coming up. As the Teal Shirt Report podcast continues, hey, stay tuned. We'll be right back.
Well, the second half is underway, and Seattle has scored again. Looked like DK Metcalf caught that uh, touchdown, but previous to that, Tyler Lockhart had made a tremendous catch. Uh, I will tell you this, Tyler Lockhart, or Tyler Lockett, I should say. I don't know why I want to call him Lockhart, but Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett and quarterback, backup quarterback Geno Smith, who's playing in place of the injured Russell Wilson, they are putting on a clinic on the Jaguars' defense today. I do know uh, Josh Allen got a sack, and they you know, they might credit Chase on with a quarter or half of the sack. But the Jags aren't playing very good defense, man. Um, the defensive backfield is being torched. Geno Smith had completed like 13 passes in a row. Tyler Lockhart had eight catches in the first half. Now he's up to 11 catches for 133 yards in the third quarter. And again, the Jaguars are behind at this point. I'm looking at some of the replays on here. DK Metcalf has a couple of touchdown passes. Darn, I I had DK in my one of my fantasy lineups and took him out. But he's got two touchdowns today. Seattle has a 24 to nothing lead. And again, the story, you know, I, I guess you can throw DK Metcalf in there too because he's got two touchdowns. But Tyler Lockett in the third quarter now, um, the total for the game, wide receiver Tyler Lockett, who's always been an undersized wide receiver, but he's, you know, he, he's made it in the NFL as a small wide receiver. Tyler Lockett, 11 catches for 100 and 33 yards. Now, a flag's been thrown again. Man, there's been a lot of flags on the Jacksonville Jaguars in this game. When the game ends, we're going to take a look at the penalties, and it's not it's not it's not going to be pretty. It's really not. Um, DK Metcalf. Let's see. Against Shaquille Griffin versus the Seattle wide receivers, uh, DK Metcalf, three targets, three catches. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has got the ball back. Stats are not going to be pretty today. Jags had some, you know, some nice running plays early in the game. Lawrence has been chased out of the pocket many, many times uh, during this game, and he just threw an, a wild incomplete pass down the sidelines. Seven minutes, 57 seconds ago in the third quarter, Seattle 24. The Jacksonville Jaguars, nothing. Jaguars getting blown out today. I mean, a clinic has been put on by Geno Smith with third. Can you believe it? Geno Smith? Geno Smith? My goodness, the Jags have allowed Geno Smith to throw. He had a streak of 13 straight completions. He's the backup quarterback. He's hit DK Metcalf for two touchdown passes. And uh, Gino has uh, hooked up with Tyler Lockett for 11 catches for 133 yards. And um, there's been a multitude of penalties on the Jaguars' defense throughout the game as well. So the Jaguars got the ball a second down and 10. They try to set up a um, screen pass that goes incomplete. Seattle... Seattle, who started the game, really playing a nice zone. And the Jaguars had everything they could they could make plays in front of the Seattle defense early in the game. And now Seattle has changed up quite a bit. They're going after Lawrence. They're rushing the passer because they know the Jaguars got a throw. Trailing 
24 to nothing. I'm watching the game right now. We're going to hit the college football scores in the BigJReport.com SEC power rankings uh, momentarily for you. You know, I'm continuously watching this game that has disappointed me so much. Here goes uh, Trevor Lawrence running and scrambling and running forward really recklessly. And, you know, I don't believe Trevor got near the first down. Jaguars will have to punt. So that's a good time um, on fourth down deep in the Jaguars territory. We're going to – and uh, Trevor running for his life in the third quarter really is. So let's do this. Let's take a look at some of the, um, you know, some of the college football scores and the SEC power rankings at this juncture – in the Teal Shirt Report podcast, I had a nice conversation, you know, uh, with Mad Max, our Georgia Bulldog football insider yesterday, and Max wanted to get the, you know, the weather report uh, for the Georgia-Florida game or the Florida-Georgia game, as some people like to call it. You have to almost say it both ways. <laughs> Florida-Georgia, Georgia-Florida game uh, here in Jacksonville. Let's take a look at some, um, you know, some football scores. Beautiful weather for the Georgia-Florida, Florida-Georgia game on Saturday, October the 30th. The score was not good for Gator fans. Florida had their chances early in the game, but, man, to no avail. Uh, Florida missed a couple of field goals in the game. Georgia missed a field goal early. And a couple of, um, you know, when they put AR-15 in there, uh, for the Gators, he threw a couple of interceptions. The uh, Bulldogs got a fumble where they literally wrestled uh, wrestled the ball away from AR-15, I believe. And the turnovers really killed Florida. Plus, um, when Florida had some opportunities early in the game, you know, they just uh, – you couldn't take advantage of it early in the game, especially after Georgia missed a field goal early. Uh, the game was actually uh, – Low scoring for the first quarter and a half. Uh, Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson, um, his first start as a Gator kind of fizzled as the Gators got routed by top-ranked Georgia 34-7. to And um, we're going to take a look at some other scores. Again, Georgia 34, Georgia 34, Florida 7, final in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, Michigan had built a lead over Michigan State, but Michigan State came back and won the game. Um, their coach, you know, was a former defensive coordinator, you know, for the Jaguars. And actually, what's kind of interesting, a lot of people might not remember this, but, um, you know, the head football coach at, um, you know, Michigan State, you know, he was an acting he was actually the acting head coach. I'm trying to think if it uh, – I think it was when Gus Bradley – was it when Gus Bradley was fired? Let's take a look. But he was the acting coach for a brief time. Mel Tucker. Uh, we'll take a look at uh, Mel Tucker, man. Mel Tucker calls Michigan State football his dream job. And – what I'm going to tell you is Michigan State came back and won that game. Um, you know, Mel Tucker, man, he's coached a lot of football as an assistant coach. Now he's had a couple of head coaching jobs, and he's kind of got his stamp put on the uh, Michigan State job now. So, so Mel Tucker doing really, really a good job at Michigan State. They came back and won that game. I, You know, really 
Jim Harbaugh had an undefeated season going at Michigan. And, and you know, not only Michigan was undefeated, but Michigan State was undefeated too. Um, Michigan was actually, from all accounts, favored in this game. But Michigan State got behind early. Uh, both teams were undefeated, but Michigan State, you know, did come back uh, in the game. Mel Tucker has really put together an interesting career as a coach. He's the head coach at Michigan State. His record is um, uh, ten and five, and let's see. You know, he was at he was at Michigan State at one time. That must have been. Let's see. He was. Um, Let's see, defensive backs coach at Miami of Ohio, defensive backs coach at LSU, defensive backs coach at Ohio State. Uh, He was a defensive coordinator for the Jacksonville Jaguars back in 2009 through 2011. He was the interim uh, Jaguars coach in 2011. And that was, wow, that was back in... uh, 2011, he was the the interim uh, Jaguars coach. Um, He was assistant head coach and defensive coordinator of the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2012. Defensive coordinator with the Chicago Bears 2013 to 2014. He was the assistant head coach and defensive back coach at Alabama in 2015. He was the defensive coordinator and defensive back coach at Georgia 2016 to 2018, the head coach at Colorado in 2019. He got the Michigan job last year in 2020 and is uh, still there at uh, Michigan State. So Mel Tucker, hats off to Mel Tucker. I mean, that was a gigantic win, comeback win, a real comeback win for, of course, Michigan State, Michigan State. Michigan State defeated Michigan. It was Michigan State 37, Michigan 33, the final. Uh, Baylor defeated Texas. Baylor 31, Texas 24 in the Big 12. Uh, In the Big 10, Maryland 38, the Indiana Hoosiers 35 in a close game. Miami of Florida. I believe they came from behind in this one to win it. Miami of Florida 38, Pitt Panthers 34. So Miami wins a game in the ACC. Again, the Miami of Florida Hurricanes 38, the Pitt Panthers 34 final. Auburn won a big one in the SEC Western Division. It was Auburn 31, Ole Miss 20, the final. Uh, Mississippi State, and I I tell you what, I watched some of this game, and I gained a lot of respect for Mike Leach, the, the old pirate. They call him the pirate. Mike Leach, who's been the head coach in the past at Texas Tech, Washington State. And now at Mississippi State, he put another one in the hopper um, on Saturday, October the 30th. Mississippi State defeated Kentucky. Mississippi State 31, Kentucky 17. I did hear there were some complaints, some complaints on the part of Mississippi State saying that, hey, Kentucky is uh, simulating the Mississippi State snap count. Because I think Mississippi State might have had five or six false starts. Hello, it happened to Florida a few weeks ago. I think Florida had as many as, what, seven or more false start penalties. So maybe Kentucky has been doing this on Florida, Mississippi State. 
And the announcers pointed out, hey, that's kind of illegal to be simulating a snap count. And it's the Kentucky defense we're talking about that may be doing that. So we'll keep an eye on that and and hear what uh, kind of comments come out about that. Mississippi State still won the football game, though. It was Mississippi State 31, Kentucky 17. Uh, Kentucky did turn the ball over about four times. Mississippi State got some help in that game on uh, Saturday, October the 30th of 2021. Those cowbells got loud at Mississippi State. But I will tell you this. Mike Leach's offense by Mike Leach the Pirate. I mean, his his air raid offense looked pretty good. They were running the ball. They were passing the ball. Uh, they do a lot of uh, short stuff in front of the defense. And Mississippi State, I mean, their offense really looked good. Mississippi State 31, Kentucky 17, the final. And that was on Saturday, October the 30th of 2021. Also in the Bottom of the barrel of the SEC, Missouri did defeat Vanderbilt. Missouri 37, Vanderbilt 28, the final. Florida State battled Clemson to no avail. Clemson ended up with 30 points. Clemson 30, FSU 20, the final. The Seminoles put up a good battle in this one and even had a lead uh, early in the fourth quarter also. So that's a look at uh, some of the college football scores uh, from Saturday, October the 30th. Uh, we're also going to take a look at the uh, BigJReport.com SEC Power Rankings coming up. And we'll keep an eye on the Jaguars game. Jaguars in the third quarter. Uh, last we heard the Jaguars losing uh, to Seattle. Seattle 24, the Seattle Seahawks 24. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars nothing. And it's been a difficult game. Geno Smith uh, completed as many as 13 passes in a row in the first half. Uh, Tyler uh, Lockett, the wide receiver for Seattle. Uh, Last time we checked, Tyler Lockett had 11 catches for 133 yards in this game. Seattle still leads the game at Seattle 24. The Jacksonville Jaguars nothing with about four minutes to go in the third quarter. We'll take a look at the BigJReport.com SEC Power Rankings. High school football coming up. And, oh, yes, when the Jaguars uh, game in Seattle ends, we'll take a look at the uh, stats. I don't think I don't think they're going to be pretty uh, from the Jaguars game on Sunday, October the 31st. More of the Teal Shirt Report podcast coming up. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We'll be right back. Hey, I want to say hello to George Bowen, big George Bowen, who played for the Southern Steam in 2021 in indoor football, elite indoor football. Uh, George Bowen, man, I, I tell you, that guy, man, he plays football almost year-round because he's on a uh, another team, I believe an, an outdoor team right now, and um, had a chance to talk to uh, George just a few days ago, and um, 
Let me take a look. Um, George Bowen, we wish him a happy belated birthday. Happy belated birthday to uh, George Bowen, one of our good listeners to the podcast. He said that our podcast was one of his favorites. Um, let's take a look here. I know his mother listens to our show and some of his family that lives in Montana. And let me take a look. He is actually playing football in Florida. George is playing some outdoor football for the Dunedin Pirates. Uh, George told me I'm playing with the Dunedin Pirates until arena starts back up. That would be next year, of course. And uh, George told me it's in the FFA Florida Football Alliance. Said there's some teams around, you know, near Jacksonville, Brunswick, Daytona, semi-pro football, the River City Commandos, Daytona Yellow Jackets, Brunswick Grizzlies up in Georgia. So George Bowen, he's used to playing around that defensive line of scrimmage. Uh, you know, he's playing for the Dunedin Pirates uh, right now in the FFA Florida uh, Football Alliance. Good to have George Bowen listening into our podcast. Also, a big Atlanta Braves fan, David Martin, who's played a few years for the, uh, actually, the Panhandle Crusaders and the APDFL. And want to say hello to all the folks that uh, listen in to the uh, Teal Shirt Report podcast. Hey, if I miss you, I want to say hello to Zach Brown with the Jacksonville Sharks. Um, in Enrique, in Enrique, that's right, Enrique, my good friend who's played a lot of indoor football and uh, semi-pro football, Enrique, Enrique Crumbs, good friend of mine, he played for the Southern Steam uh, some last year. Uh, he played for a team up in the Carolinas too. So. Been a lot of you know, we've got a lot of uh, good folks that have played football, um, that listen to the podcast, and um, you know, we have a lot of listeners in Jacksonville, Duval, North Florida, South Georgia, surrounding areas. And again, we're listening to in as many as 36 states. That's right, we're listening to in as many as 36 states across the United States, and we're listening to worldwide. We've got a lot of listeners in Northern Ireland, UK, Wales area. Um, Canada, Montreal, Quebec, all over the world. Hong Kong. Hey guys, um, man, Bang was it Bangladesh? I think it's Bangladesh is one of the countries. Uh, Brazil recently got some listeners in Brazil as well. Let's take a look at the BigJReport.com SEC power rankings as of this Sunday, October the thirty-first. We gave you some of the college football scores a few moments ago. Uh, Georgia 8-0 continues to win. Florida did not capitalize on some opportunities early in the game, and the Gators fell short in the annual Georgia-Florida-Florida-Georgia game. It was Georgia 34, the Florida Gators 7. Georgia now 8-0. 8-0 in the SEC, or I should say 8-0 overall, still undefeated in the SEC. Georgia 8-0, ranked number one in the power rankings. Alabama second, Alabama seven and one. Auburn is six and two, and they still got a match with Alabama coming up, which will be really, really big in the Western Division. So you got Georgia uh, first in the SEC in our power rankings. Georgia number one, 
at 8-0. Alabama second. Alabama number two at 7-1. Auburn third now at 6-2. Texas A&M fourth at 6-2. We'll keep Ole Miss um, at number five, even though they lost to Auburn on Saturday, October the 30th. Ole Miss is fifth at 6-2. Mississippi State, who just came off a big win over Kentucky at home. Uh, Mississippi State has moved all the way up to sixth in our power rankings with uh, uh, their second-year head coach, Mike Leach, also known as the Pirate. Mississippi State now 5-3 and three and ranked sixth in our BigJReport.com SEC power rankings. Mississippi State is sixth at 5-3. and three. Kentucky coming off the Mississippi State loss. Kentucky is seventh. Kentucky six and two. Arkansas eighth at five and three. Florida certainly tumbling downward. Uh, the Florida Gators. Coach Dan Mullen, man, he's got to uh, regroup the guys and get some recruits in there. Dan, that's right. Florida now four and four, ninth in our BigJReport.com SEC power rankings. I know the Gators are missing Trask and Kyle Pitts from last year, aren't they? Uh, Florida ninth in our power rankings at four and four. Tennessee is tenth at four and four. But you got a bunch of teams at four and four. You could just put in a bag, and any one of those names could come out on any given Saturday. So you got Florida ninth, Florida Gators ninth at four and four. Tennessee is tenth at four and four. LSU is eleventh at four and four. South Carolina twelfth at four and four. Missouri came off a win over Vanderbilt. Missouri is thirteenth at four and four. And Vanderbilt, two and seven. Vanderbilt is winless in the SEC, but they've got two uh, non-conference wins. And I know one of their one of their wins was um, over Colorado State. Um, and again, both of their wins were non-conference wins. But um, you know, Vanderbilt did battle South Carolina a couple of weeks ago. Um, I believe it was last week, almost a couple of weeks ago now. South Carolina defeated Vanderbilt by one point, but Vanderbilt in the 14th spot at the bottom of the barrel in the SEC. Vanderbilt two and seven overall in the Southeastern Conference, and that, and thus, my friends, is a look at the BigJReport.com SEC power rankings. Around the corner, we'll take a look at high school football. Going to keep an eye on the Jags game. Last time we checked, the Jaguars were trailing. My goodness, the Jaguars were trailing, what, 20, uh, 24 to nothing in the game. Been a tough day for the Jaguars. I mean, I really thought the Jags had a shot at winning this game. And certainly I thought wrong at this point. I thought the Jags might win this game by, by, a, by a close two points. Uh, right now, as we check late in the uh, third quarter, uh, at last report, the Seahawks with a 24 to nothing lead in the third quarter. We're updating the um, the website as we talk. You can always go to BigJReport.com uh, for the latest news, sports and sports, a lot of sports, weather information. Uh, we have your North Florida weather uh, report on the BigJReport.com as well. And the latest podcast. You can access the latest podcast from the Teal Shirt Report podcast on our homepage at BigJReport.com. So we gave you the um, the BigJReport.com SEC power rankings. Uh, we're going to try to sneak a peek at uh, what's going on with the Jaguars game. 
Uh, we also have some high school football scores coming up. We're going to try to check. Uh, there were a lot of games in high school football in North Florida, South Georgia, and surrounding areas, even Central Florida. There were a lot of games on Thursday night, and then there were quite a few games on Friday night as well. Uh, the game now has entered the um, fourth quarter in Seattle. The Seattle Seahawks have a 24 to nothing lead over the Jacksonville Jaguars, and Russell Wilson is not playing. He's still hurt. We understand he will return soon for Seattle. And based on what I just saw with the film uh, talking about Russell Wilson, it looks like it's uh, some type of a finger injury, um, you know, that he's had, I'm assuming, on his throwing hand. And I see there's another flag that's been thrown. Let's see if it's on the Jags defense again. But it's Seattle 24, Jacksonville nothing. I think this one might be going against Seattle. And the game is in the fourth quarter with 13 minutes and 57 seconds to play. My goodness, finally a penalty. Looks like offensive pass interference against Seattle. And we'll continue with more of the Teal Shirt Report, the Jags game early in the fourth quarter. Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks got this thing well in hand. Seattle 24, Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars nothing with just a little bit over 13 minutes to go in the football game. Uh, in the fourth quarter. We'll continue with more of the Teal Shirt Report podcast, uh, some high school football scores uh, coming up. And when the game mercifully comes to an end between the Seahawks and Jaguars, um, we'll take a look at the stats uh, from the Sunday, October 31st game between the Jacksonville Jaguars in Seattle against the Seattle Seahawks. We'll have more coming up in just a moment. Well, you're tuned into the Teal Shirt Report podcast on Halloween. We've even had some trick-or-treaters come by come by world headquarters. We've been giving out some candy. So it's been a lot of fun on Halloween, but not fun for the Jaguars, though. They trail Seattle 24 to nothing with about three and a half minutes to go in the game. Uh, we promised to take a look at some local high school football scores from North Florida, South Georgia, uh, Central Florida, Pocket, South Alabama, um, and surrounding areas. Uh, let's take a look at some high school scores. There were a lot of games on Thursday, and there were quite a number of games on Friday, too. High school football scoreboard on Thursday night, October the 28th of 2021. Uh, Bishop Kenny uh, beat Paxson. I think Paxson is now known as PSFAS, I believe, otherwise known as Paxson for years, the Paxson Eagles. Uh, Bishop Kenny 42, Paxson 7 a final. Bishop Kenny now 6 and 2 on the season. Uh, Larry Coles of Popka Blue Darters, he reported uh, to BigJReport.com and to the Teal Shirt Report podcast that the Apopka Blue Darters won on Thursday night, October the 28th. The Apopka Blue Darters 41 and Lake Brantley 3. The Apopka Blue Darters 41, Lake Brantley 3, a final. Apopka is now 6-2 and two on the season. Uh, Keystone Heights 9 and 0 
Keystone Heights 32, the Stanton Blue Devils nothing. Keystone Heights now 9-0 on their high school football season now. As we understand now, Keystone Heights is 9-0. Uh, my Ed White Commanders, where I went to high school, um, Ed White hang on, did hang on to defeat the uh, Terry Parker Braves. Uh, it looks like Ed White is going to be in the playoffs and might even host a playoff game, um, according to um, uh, Miss, Mr. Gaylor, who um, does um, uh, contribute some scores to us. And uh, we do appreciate um, uh, Mr. Gaylor, who we want to recognize as a contributor uh, to the Big J Report dot uh, com, to the Big J Report dot com uh, publication. So, and our Facebook group, of course. Um, again, Ed White, the Ed White Commanders thirty, Terry Parker Braves twenty seven. The final. Uh, Reigns defeated Lake City. You know, Reigns defeated Reball. Um, back on Saturday, October the 23rd. So this was quite a quick turnaround from, for Reigns. They defeated Rebalt, the Reigns 35 Rebalt, nothing, uh, back on Saturday, October the 23rd. And heck, just four days later, just about four or five days later, uh, Reigns is uh, playing Lake City. And Lake City is a very good football program. They seem to get better and better as the season goes along, but uh, Reigns, after defeating Reball uh, last week, they defeat Reigns this past week. Uh, Reigns 35, Lake City, Columbia County 13, the final. Reigns is playing uh, really good football right now. Uh, Riverside High School, formerly known as Lee High School. That's Riverside High School, formerly the Lee High School Generals 38. The West Side Wolverines, nothing. Uh, some other scores, University Christian, 37, Episcopal, 19, a final. The Atlantic Coast Stingrays, 24, the First Coast Buccaneers, nothing. And these games were on Thursday night, October the 28th of 2021, as reported to the Big J Report and also the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Let's um, Let's take a look now at high school scores from Friday. The next night... That's right. On Friday night, let's take a look at some high school football scores. Um, let's see. Friday night, October the 29th, high school football scoreboard for North Florida, South Georgia, Central Florida, pocket of South Alabama also, and surrounding areas too. Uh, high school football scores for Friday night, October the 29th. Uh, Middleburg 42, Ridgeview 14, Gainesville 17, St. Augustine 14, the final. Uh, Bartram Trail, boy, this was a high-scoring game. Bartram Trail 50, Sandalwood 38, the final. That score now uh, corrected, actually. Bartram Trail 50, Sandalwood 38, the final. Andrew Jackson Tigers 26, the West Nassau Warriors 13. Uh, North Marion, 39, Clay High School, Blue Devils, 13. Bluntstown, 52, Hilliard, 22. Again, that was Bluntstown, 52, and Hilliard, 22, the final. Creekside defeated Oakleaf. Uh, Creekside, 37, and Oakleaf, 32. Again, that was Creekside, 37, Oakleaf, 32. Uh, Union County, Florida, 
Union County, Florida, 45, Newberry, 13. Uh, Menendez defeated Palatka. Menendez, 28, Palatka, 24, the final on Friday night, October the 29th of 2021. Also, the Baker County Wildcats, 42, Swanee County, Live Oak, 21. Uh, Vidalia, Georgia, 43, Bacon County, 3, a final. Trinity Catholic, 35, and Yuley, 7, where Derrick Henry attended his high school. Played his high school football at Yulee, but Yulee's uh, been kind of down this year. Trinity Catholic, 35, Yulee, 7, a final. Uh, Charlton County, Georgia, where Champ Bailey and the Bailey, the Bailey guys, um, that most of them went to Georgia, played their college ball at Georgia, but Charlton County, um, latest score we had on Charlton County was Charlton County, Georgia, 13, Lanier County, seven. That was actually a fourth quarter score. We didn't quite get a final on that one. So we'll have to find that final for you. Lounge, um. Let's see, Lowndes 35, the Camden County, Georgia Wildcats 29, Brunswick, Georgia 49, Bradwell Institute 6, a final. Uh, True Prep Academy uh, defeated Chipper Jones' high school. True Prep Academy 20, and the high school Chipper Jones, the former Atlanta Braves baseball player and a Hall of Fame baseball player, the Bulls Bulldogs is where he went to high school. Uh, True Prep Academy defeated Bowles. It was True Prep Academy 20. The Bowles Bulldogs 16 a final. Uh, nice 35, Fleming Island 14 a final. Pontevedra, Pontevedra 28, Fletcher 7. Appling County, Georgia 48, Brantley County 7 a final. Madison County 32, Bradford 21. And Canterbury, that's uh, Canterbury 31. Again, Canterbury 31, Christchurch Academy 13. All of these games, uh, most all these games final uh, as of uh, last Friday night back on October the 29th of 2021. So that's a look at some of the high school football action uh, from, you know, Thursday night. What was that? Thursday night, October the 28th, and then Friday night, October the 29th. Uh, We'll also take a look at um, uh, North Florida Entertainment, uh, just a, really just a few concerts um, to kind of touch on as we did in the last podcast. We will be updating the concerts in the next couple of days, more even more, even more so, I should say. Um, also want to mention that uh, some people were wanting to know how to get in touch with uh, the Mad Max Mix. Okay, we've got links on the website in the neighbor's area in the Neighbors 2 section of the website, uh, the Mad Max um, the Mad Max Mix. Uh, you can reach Mad Max's show Wednesday nights at www.madmaxmix.weebly.com. Uh, you can also find lakeyoufallahits.com, www.lakeyoufallahits.com for great internet radio and, uh, and where it's all good. LakeYouFallHits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. Uh, they have uh, Rock Saturdays, uh, Hits 2000s, Monday through Friday nights, and Deep Tracks. That's right, Deep Tracks, classic cuts, uh, unique songs late at night as well at LakeYouFallHits.com. Taking a look at some of the, um, the concerts coming up around North Florida, 
Let's see, and surrounding areas. Um, let's see some of the shows we got coming up. Steely Dan was postponed, as you know. Let's see, the uh, Steely Dan show was postponed. It was to have been held at the Times Union Center in Jacksonville, Florida, back on Tuesday night, October the 19th of 2021. Uh, the Steely Dan show was postponed and now has been rescheduled for July the 20th of next year, 2022, at 8 o'clock p.m. at the same location at the Times Union Performing Arts Moran Center uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, also, ZZ Top is still scheduled to come off in November, November 14th. Uh, ZZ Top on Sunday night, November the 14th of 2021 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Florida Theater uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida. And KC and the Sunshine Band. KC and the Sunshine Band. Here we go. KC and the Sunshine Band on Saturday night, January the 22nd of 2022 at 7.30 p.m. That's coming up in just a few months uh, to the Florida Theater here in Jacksonville, Florida. Also, Elton John. Elton John and his farewell tour, which actually was supposed to be held, what, uh, last year? And I think in late 2020, they made the decision, Elton John and his people made the decision, hey, we're not going to postpone it until 2021. We're going to postpone it until 2022. And that's what they did. So the Elton John show, the Elton John, the Elton John Goodbye Yellow Brick Road Farewell Tour will be held in 2022. And eventually we'll get to Jacksonville on April the 23rd of 2022 at the Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena here in Jacksonville, Florida. And that is a look at some of the uh, latest North Florida entertainment. We checked some high school scores earlier, some college football scores to give you a college football scoreboard, high school football scoreboard, and North Florida entertainment. Uh, we're going to wrap up the uh, disappointing day for the Jacksonville Jaguars. With We're going to check all the stats as uh, the game is winding down now. Jacksonville has scored, but Seattle has scored too. It's Seattle 31, the Jacksonville Jaguars 7, late in the fourth quarter with about one minute and 43 seconds to go in the game. Again, Seattle 31, the Jacksonville Jaguars 7. Seattle went into this game with a record of 2-5. and five. The Jacksonville Jaguars with a record of 1-5. and five. Uh, Seattle is set to, uh, believe it or not, break a three-game losing streak. And literally, the backup quarterback, Geno Smith, along with a couple of his receivers, man, they really put on a clinic today. At one point in the game, uh, Geno Smith had completed 13 passes in a row on the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. Uh, the Jags have received a uh, kickoff, and uh, Jamal Agnew runs it out to near the Jaguars 25, but there's penalty markers down. Right now at Seattle, 31, the Jacksonville Jaguars, 7, uh, with about a minute and 38 seconds to play in the fourth quarter. Looks like the Jags are marching backwards and uh, getting close to the end of the game. The game is just academic now. Uh, Seattle has this game well in hand. Seattle, 31, Jacksonville, 7, uh, with about a minute 38 to play in the fourth quarter, the last penalty. 
was a holding penalty on the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll be back in a minute to wrap up the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars game in Seattle on Sunday, October the 31st, coming up. So we'll run down the unhappy statistics from yet another Jaguars loss as the Jaguars will now be falling to 1-6 on the 2021 Jacksonville Jaguars NFL campaign. We'll be right back as the Teal Shirt Report podcast will continue in just a moment. Okay, we're going to wrap up the Teal Shirt Report podcast episode show number 66, season number two. Again, this is episode show number 66 of the year 2021. You know, I got some other high school scores we're going to throw at you real quickly. Uh, We gave you a lot of high school uh, scores earlier in this podcast. You can always go back. Um, You can always go back to earlier in the podcast and get more high school scores. But here's some I may have missed from earlier. Uh, Calhoun County Cougars up in Georgia. Calhoun County Cougars, 36, Stewart County. uh, They're known as the um, Royal Knights. They used to be called Stewart Quitman Royal Knights, but uh, now they're simply uh, the Stewart County Royal Knights. Uh, The Calhoun County Cougars, uh, 36, Stewart County Royal Knights, uh, 14. That's right. Uh, Calhoun County Cougars, 36. The Stewart County Royal Knights, uh, 14, the final score. As uh, giving you some, you know, we give you, um, we, we try to actually um, give you high school football scores uh, from North Florida. Uh, South Georgia, pocket of South Alabama, some Central Florida scores as well uh, that we do trying to give you as, as you know, as well. And plus from, you know, from uh, high schools, uh, from surrounding areas, you know, as well. So that's what we try to do on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. And we do this on the, uh, you know, on the website, you know, on the website as well. But uh, going back, taking a look at the scores um, that we may have missed from a little bit earlier. Again, there were a lot more high school football scores that we gave you a little bit earlier uh, in the podcast. Right now, though, Calhoun County, the Calhoun County Cougars, uh, 36, Stewart County Royal Knights, uh, 14. And again, these games were played on uh, Friday night, October the 29th. Um, Let's see, Southland Academy. Played Tipped Area Academy, Tipped Area Academy 27, Southland Academy 13. Uh, some other scores, Pacelli 32, Brookstone nothing. Seems like they were just known as Pacelli at one time when I spent some time up in uh, western Georgia. But now they're known as St. Ann Pacelli. St. Ann Pacelli 32 and Brookstone nothing. Uh, Tipped Area Academy again 27. Uh, that was uh, Tift Area Academy 27, Southland Academy 13. And let's see some other scores. Sly County 24, Manchester 6. After he coached at Randolph Clay High School, Jim McFather went to Sly County, coached at Sly County, I think, for a couple of years, and and uh, then kind of retired. 
And um, let's see, Schley County's got a pretty good team. I think they've only lost one, maybe one game this year. Schley County, 24, Manchester, 6. Uh, Shaw defeated Spencer with Shaw, 32, Spencer, 6. Uh, Highland House, 43, Poke nothing. There was a lot of people asking me about that Lachapoka name, said that was one of the most unique names. I think Alex Nunnery said that to me, one of my um, Teal Shirt Report podcast producers and BigJReport.com sports reporters. Alex Nunnery thought it was just a, an amazing, unique name, and it's kind of hard to say, but I think I'm saying it right now. Highland House 43. Lochapoka, nothing, the final. Again, Sly County, 26, Manchester, 6. Shaw beat Spencer. Shaw, 32, Spencer, 6. Uh, Columbus, 63, Kendrick, 8. It was, um, this is a school I'm not, I think this is a newer school. I'm not as familiar with this school. Patola Charter Academy, 22. The Randolph Clay Red Devils, 14, where I used to do some play-by-play and high school football for the Randolph Clay Red Devils. Did that for well over 10 years at Randolph, at Rand, for the Randolph Clay High School uh, Red Devil football program. And it was America Sumter, America Sumter 48, and Pike County 35. So there's just a few more high school scores as we tried to give you a lot of scores from North Florida, South Georgia, Western Georgia, uh, pocket of South Alabama and parts of uh, Central Florida as well. Let's take a look at these stats on the Jaguars game. Man, the score ended Seattle, or the game ended Seattle 31. The Jacksonville Jaguars 7. Man, this was disappointing. And it's not the game I, you know, I thought we would see. It really wasn't. Um, can, should we say on the road the Jaguars were outplayed, outcoached? They lost the game 31-7. to uh, Seattle scored in every quarter of the game. The Jaguars really didn't score until the fourth quarter. You know, and basically you're talking about a garbage time. Then the only points for the Jaguars was Trevor Lawrence. Um, let's see, Trevor Lawrence's pass uh, complete into the end zone. Catch made by Jamal Agnew. Uh, it was about a nine-yard touchdown pass from Trevor Lawrence to uh, Jamal Agnew, who's basically a kickoff returner, a former defensive back that uh, turned kickoff returner, and now is learning to play wide receiver because of the Jaguars' injuries. DJ Chark done for the year, I believe, uh, with a fractured or broken ankle. I will say that uh, Matthew Wright hit his extra point. It was good. That was really about the only kick I think he attempted all day was the extra point. And um, let's see. Seattle added another touchdown in the fourth quarter. Mm, Let's see. Let's see. There was an onside kick attempted by Wright for the Jaguars. And Homer returned the the kickoff for 43 yards for a touchdown. Jason Myers' extra point for Seattle was good. And, you know, Jason Myers formerly kicked for the Jaguars, uh, what, about about five years ago, I believe, until he the Jags let him go, and they got Josh Lambeau. The rest is history. Lambeau was just released. 
You know, I believe the Tuesday after the London game, and now Wright is the kicker for Jacksonville. But no matter how you slice it, I mean, the game was just, you know, horrendous today. It really was um, Seattle 31, the Jaguars 7, the final score. Again, the Seattle Seahawks 31, the Jacksonville Jaguars 7 at Lumen Field uh, in Seattle. Uh, We're going to attempt now to take a look at uh, some of the stats. Trevor Lawrence, 32 of 54. And, you know, if you're winning a football game, you got the lead, you're winning, your defense is playing well, your quarterback's not going to throw the ball 54 times. But that's what Trevor Lawrence did. He still completed 59% of his passes, 32 of 54 for 238 yards passing, one touchdown and one interception. Even in a bad defeat, Trevor didn't look that bad in the stat line. 32 out of 54, 238 yards, one touchdown, one interception, a QBR rating of 70.6. And I would think today would probably go down as, I'm going to say, one of Trevor's, maybe when you look back at this season, maybe one of his worst two or three games because he's been getting – a little better each game, each and every game. Uh, Carlos Hyde had to come in for James Robinson, who hurt his ankle in the first half. Carlos Hyde, nine, carries 32 yards. James Robinson was running good. Four rushes for 22 yards, a 5.5-yard average before he was injured. Shame, It's a shame he went down. I think that certainly curtailed some of the Jags' offense. Trevor Lawrence ran three times for 11 yards. Uh, Derry... Ogan Boali, uh, two attempts, nine yards. LaVisca Chennault. Looked like LaVisca lined up as a wingback or running back one time and ran it uh, one time for eight yards. Um, I would like to take a look at the Jags receiving. And again, Dan Arnold, the tight end, is uh, the guy who caught the most passes for the Jaguars. Dan Arnold, eight receptions for 68 yards. Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde actually caught six passes out of the backfield for 40 yards. Uh, Jamal Agnew got the only touchdown for the Jags. Six catches, 38 yards. And the, um, I guess that was about a nine-yard reception for a touchdown as Agnew scored the only points or the only touchdown of the game for the Jaguars. The rest of the stats, not much to them on defense for the Jaguars. Um Man, the defensive stats really aren't that good. I mean, you got Miles Jack with four tackles, Damian Wilson, four tackles, Devon Hamilton. It looked like he got involved a little bit. Devon Hamilton's, I think he came off an injury, but he's back playing. Rashawn Jenkins had a bad penalty on a taunting call, otherwise had four tackles. Um, Two assists, it looks like. I think Devon Hamilton just had the one assist. Tyson Campbell did play. He was kind of questionable coming in. Tyson Campbell had three tackles and one assist. Uh, Josh Allen had five tackles, one assist, and two sacks in the game. Uh, Dewan Smoot also had a sack for the Jaguars. Roy Roberts and Harris is back playing on the defensive line for the Jaguars. Uh, he had an assist in the game. Now I can take a look at the Seattle's the Seattle Seahawks box score. It's gonna make it's gonna make all of you sick and me too. Um, the clinic that was put on by Geno Smith, 
And now Gino didn't have to put it up in the air 54 times like Trevor Lawrence. Gino Smith, listen how efficient he was, 20 of 24. I think he had as many as 13 completions in a row in the first half. Geno Smith was 20 out of 24 for 195 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, his passing was 83%, and it's got to be the best career, the best day in the, the NFL career of Geno Smith. 20 of 24, hitting on completing 83% of his passes for 194 yard, 195 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and a QBR of 136.8. Now, uh, Alex Collins rushed the ball 10 times for 44 yards for Seattle. You know, and that was about it as far as a rushing. Now, the receiving, that kind of tells the uh, tale there. Tyler Lockett, 12 receptions, 142 yards. Where was the Jags defensive backs on him? Tyler Lockett, 12 receptions, 142 yards. His long catch, 28 yards. DK Metcalf only caught six passes. It's still a pretty good day, though. Six receptions, 43 yards. I mean, not a not a world-beating day, but he had two touchdowns. Pretty good in fantasy. DK Metcalf with two touchdown receptions on the day. And, you know, as far as the stats go, Jason Myers... One for one on field goals. His long one was 31 yards, just made one field goal. Um, Freddie Swain, the former Florida Gator, plays for Seattle. Freddie Swain had one punt return for 20 yards. Uh, kind of guy with some local, tie, local ties uh, uh, to Florida. That's going to do it for the stats. That's going to put in really a miserable end to this game up in Seattle. And we hope certainly that uh, James Robinson's not hurt too badly. Looks like he hurt or tweaked an ankle in the first half, and it didn't look like he returned. So that kind of hurt the Jags. He was kind of off to a good start running the ball, as we mentioned in the stats earlier. He had, um, you know, he actually had four rushes. What was it? About twenty-two yards. Let me double-check that. Four yards. I'm sorry. Four attempts for 22 yards. His average was 5.5. James Robinson was having a good day. Then he got hurt, had to come out. Final score, the Seattle Seahawks 31, the Jacksonville Jaguars 7, the final score. And, my friends, that's going to do it on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Um, I did actually have a report from Alex Nunry on um, some players he wanted to recognize uh, for Reigns High School. Reigns High School has had a couple of big wins. They defeated Lake City this week, and the week earlier, they beat Rebalt 30 to nothing, and then they beat Lake City um, this past um, uh, Thursday night back on October the 28th. Let me uh, check in with Alex Nunnery and get this uh, report uh, from Alex on some Reigns High School football athletes. Um, let's check in. Let's check in with uh, Alex Nunnery. Alex? Ladies and gentlemen, what a remarkable high school career so far. For Kenton Kirkland, Jaquan King, K.J. Burke, and Quincy Burroughs of the Reigns Vikings. They have won a state championship in football and a state championship in 
track and field. That is an excellent career for the Vikings. Congrats also to Rashad Fields. And Rayshon Latimer of the Vikings. And all the Reigns football players on defeating Rebalt 30 to nothing. Reigns Vikings, one of the area's best football programs in Jacksonville history. Come on and support the Vikings. Okay, um, thank you so much, Alex, for that um, that high school sports report on Reigns High School. You know, and some of those outstanding athletes they've got at Reigns. The Reigns football team playing really hot in the last couple of weeks, beating Rebalt, and now uh, turning around and, you know, about five days later, uh, defeating Lake City, Columbia County. So thank you for the report. Uh, Alex Nunnery, our Big J Report, uh, .com sports reporter and Teal Shirt uh, Report podcast producer. So thank you so much, Alex Nunnery. Alex has been on vacation up in the mountains. Glad to have Alex back in uh, uh, North Florida now. And thank you for listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Again, a difficult game to talk about this week. Seattle defeating Jacksonville. Seattle 31 to Jacksonville Jaguars 7. The Jaguars fall to one and six, while the Seattle Seahawks improve their season to actually three and five now. And I think soon they'll be getting Russell Wilson back. But I'm going to tell you, um, you want to talk about Geno Smith? Probably had his career, his career best game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. He and Tyler Lockett. Man, they put a, put on a clinic out there in Seattle as Seattle defeated Jacksonville. Seattle 31, the Jacksonville Jaguars 7 on Halloween. Certainly was a, a, pumpkin, a, a pumpkin of a game, wasn't it? Uh, Seattle 31, Jacksonville 7. If you're a Jaguars and a Gators fan, man, it was a rotten weekend. Uh, Seattle beat Jacksonville 31 to seven. I know we got a lot of Georgia Bulldog fans that like the Jaguars too. The Bulldogs victorious over the Gators. Georgia Bulldogs 34, the Florida Gators seven on uh, Saturday, October the 30th. That's going to do it for the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Want to thank my producers, uh, of course, Alex Nunry, our BigJReport.com sports reporter and our producer of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Thank you so much, Alex. And also the Teal Shirt Report. The Teal Shirt Report podcast is also produced by JC, who is also one of our BigJReport.com freelance uh, writers as well. That's going to do it for the Teal Shirt Report this time around. The Teal Shirt Report podcast, where we've just completed episode episode show number 66 for season number two. Thank you for joining me. Uh, My name is Scott. You guys have a great day. I'm out. Take care. We'll talk to you soon.